Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. It's Ham Radio with Neil Rapp. Here we go. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Call in. Let's talk. Neil's your guy. Ham Talk Live. Here we go on Ham Talk Radio. And good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number four. Tom Vincent, NY0V. Recorded live on Thursday, March 10th, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9BPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight on the show, Tom Vincent, NY0V, will join us. Tom will talk about his recent trip to Myanmar or Burma, depending on your politics, uh, where he helped several children earn the Radio Merit Badge. And we will take your calls live in just a few minutes. And you'll have to uh, uh, accept my apologies. Uh, I hope my voice holds up. I've been fighting an illness this week, so uh, that's why my uh, voice is a little off this evening. Well, last week on the big show, Gary Pierce at KN4AQ was here to talk about Ham Radio Now. And not only was it a show for us, but he made it into a Ham Radio Now episode. So check out Ham Radio now and look for the Ham Talk Live episode. If you missed that show or any future show, you can listen to the replay on HamTalkLive.com or on Spreaker, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Last week we did run into some problems with Skype and uh, we're having some some issues again tonight. So my apologies, we're trying to uh, to work out a new system and we're having some trouble with that. So we're back to the old system here this evening. And um, we'll be taking your calls here shortly, hopefully. And um, be ready to call in. You can call us on Skype at the username HamTalkLive or by telephone. And the number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. In the last segment of the show tonight, we'll introduce our logo contest winner. So be sure you stick around for that. My guest this evening is Tom Vinson, NY0V. Tom is originally from Champaign, Illinois, and now lives near Rochester, Minnesota. He spent most of his career working for Collins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, as an engineer. And Tom has worked over 350 DXCC entities and has an 8-band DXCC award. He's now retired and enjoys chasing DX and visiting his children and grandchildren. So, Tom, welcome to AmTalk Live this evening. Yeah, hi, Neil. Thank you for inviting me in. Now, um, we were talking earlier in the week that um, you actually um, uh, were in in my old neck of the woods a little bit uh, down in uh, southern Illinois and actually attended uh, Southern Illinois University when it was uh, in the uh, ham radio club there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, was down in Carbondale or Carbon Hole, as we would call it, but... I uh, got a couple of degrees down there, and then right out of school, went to work for Collins Radio, which 
uh, it was Rockwell International at that time. It had just been bought. Collins Radio was just bought out by Rockwell International back in 1973, and I went in in 1974. But uh, the first job was with the amateur line out in operations, so I was in seventh heaven. Oh, I bet. That is, uh, for the first uh, job out of uh, school to go to work for Collins uh, that, and in the amateur division even, that's uh, that's incredible. So you ended up in uh, Minnesota, and uh, tell us a little bit about um, – why you decided to go to Myanmar and uh, and how this uh, whole merit badge thing started? Yeah, okay. Well, it's uh, it's really quite simple, uh, really. Uh, my son-in-law and my daughter uh, live in Myanmar in Yangon, and uh, my son-in-law is the director of Myanmar International School Yangon or MISY, and my daughter Jamie, she. Uh, works for UNESCO in their educational system there and uh, has been working. They've been there for about five years. But uh, most of all, they have two grandchildren there, two children, uh, two grandchildren for Karen and myself. And so uh, we were going to go over and visit last fall. And uh, Ethan, my son in law, mentioned that uh, there was a gentleman by the name of Gokul who happened to be Victor Uniform 3 Golf Bravo Golf, uh, who had a group of Boy Scouts and Girl Guides and thought maybe we ought to get together and see if we can introduce them to amateur radio and, of course, through uh, the Boy Scouts and Girl Guides, possibly radio merit badge and electronics merit badge. So that kind of started it off. He gave me his email, and we were off to the races, so to speak, to uh, see what we could do as far as bringing resources to bear to bring into Myanmar, as, uh, of course, they're very limited there, and they have no amateur radio. There is no amateur radio service. Uh, one of just a few countries in the world, uh, Turkmenistan and North Korea and Myanmar, uh, don't have regular uh, amateur radio, although a few de-expeditions, a couple of de-expeditions have gotten in through uh, Zorro, JH1AJT, got in at a de-expedition. He had... Uh, some relationships uh, through his NGO with the government officials there and was able to get on the air about a year ago and uh, work a lot of people. But uh, we're kind of thinking along the lines, we really need to seedbed uh, if we can, get a group of youngsters involved and see if we can't kind of organically grow amateur radio within the country, kind of like the model that China did with Marty Lane and those all going over and uh, even Albania uh, where you start off uh, with club stations and then maybe go from there since they don't allow personal amateur radio individuals to have licenses there. Uh, I applied when I, my son-in-law and daughter were over there, first of all, and they just flat out rejected me. So we thought maybe, maybe this would be a good way to uh, start slow, kind of crawl, walk, run, and bringing amateur radio maybe to bear uh, through – all the progress that's going on in Myanmar right now, they're really having a lot of change over there. Yeah, it's disappointing that you couldn't uh, get a, a call sign and, and do some uh, operating while you're over there, but uh, if we can get this club thing going, that sounds great. Um, now, you were able to uh, print off uh, some of the uh, merit badge requirement books the, the uh, and that kind of thing and gather up some equipment. So tell me about... Uh, 
all the stuff you were able to um, load up and take over there. Yeah, well, you know, this really, I think, the second story of this whole thing is that uh, there's a real camaraderie among, you know, hams. And uh, this was no exception. Uh, I put out the word to uh, different members of EIDXA and around Rochester, MWA, the Minnesota Wireless Association, and uh, guys responded. Um, you know, so NA9Q, Mike, W0SHL, Stu, uh, KC0VKN, Joe, uh, Rod Bloxham, K0DAS, who's our Midwest Division Director, and uh, Brian Milshowski, M5ZGT, Dave, K1AN. All these guys come together to help bring, you know, once they heard what we needed, uh, we're really open. Uh, just an example is that some of these guys gave uh, hand keys, you know, J38, things like that, uh, LED blinkers and that type of thing. And uh, went to the ARRL for some of their fine materials, uh, got a DVD, you know, the Walter Cronkite DVD, of course, and uh, K4UAE, Bob's uh, 10 DX, top 10 D expeditions in the top 10. And uh, then, of course, their maps and what have you, call zones by the world call zone maps and things like that. So uh, with that, I just filled a backpack full of things put everything on DVD that I could or CD that I could and then uh, went over there and sure enough I went boy I just went right through customs and everything with it and I met uh, Gokul then in advance to show him and he was just flabbergasted all the things that everybody had provided and uh, him and his wife there are both uh, in teaching he does testing and she is a physics teacher and teaches electromagnetic spectrum and I think Anitha is also a ham. And uh, so uh, they were just really thrilled to have all these resources brought to bear. So the camaraderie we see in amateur radio, and I've seen it uh, many other times, uh, really came through in this to make this happen. Yeah, that's that's great that you could uh, get some help to do, uh, to do all that and get everything going over there. And we do have some uh, pictures that uh, Tom uh, was kind enough to send earlier. Uh, we have those up on our uh, Facebook page, and uh, we did tweet those out. So if you look at uh, Facebook or Twitter under Ham Talk Live, you can see uh, some of the pictures there. Nice sunrise or sunset uh, picture of the uh, Capitol as as they're changing uh, over um, a lot of uh, of the uh, political uh, atmosphere there and and the free elections, and then also several uh, pictures of the classroom there. Um, with that uh, television presentation that uh, that you spoke of, and uh, and some kids learning some CW with some keys, you, you gathered up a, a bunch of keys to take over. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, they'll see in those pictures there. What I was surprised is when I got there is how many uh, Boy Scouts and Girl Guides that there were, and I'd you know there's a room full. I I counted maybe 38 of these young students. And uh, so when we got in there, we did uh, show the video, uh, the Radio QRV uh, introduction to amateur radio, and it was a good thing. We had the DVD because, sure enough, um, the Internet was not going to be fast enough uh, to handle it all the time for that full 19 minutes. And so we showed that, and uh, Gokul uh, had... uh, Asked them, well, are you interested? And I'd say over three quarters of them raised their hand. They had questions. 
And uh, some of them felt they, oh, this is too tech, too much technology, and maybe just needed some confidence boosting. But uh, then Gokul handed out uh, the phonetic alphabet, and uh, also went through a sample QSO. And it looks, you know, that was just mainly the kickoff meeting, you know, to get see if there's interest, and there sure was. And uh, so the idea then, as Gokul and I were talking, is that as he works through it that hopefully there's some pull and what have you that they could get a club station at the school and because there is no formal licensing right now. They just don't have the structure there. So uh, they would have to have some contacts from the, uh, the Boy Scouts and the school. The school board of directors has uh, some good board of directors there that are um, tied in uh, to the government or have contacts within the government. So it may be the way forward as far as bringing amateur radio into Myanmar on a more permanent basis, not just go over there and, you know, operate for a week and then leave, but to actually uh, bring some benefit uh, to the students educationally to learn about, uh, you know, physics and electromagnetics and electronics and all the things that go that, you know, you and I and all of us know and love about amateur radio and uh, help them get interested in technology that may, you know, inspire them into new careers, into careers. Now, I, I had asked you before, you said uh, that you were able to to go ahead and teach everything pretty much in English while you were there. Uh, their English was a little limited at, in, at some points. So it just kind of depended on the, on the student. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah. Yeah, there's varying degrees. Uh, most of them, all, they all speak English. Uh, the school teaches in English. And uh, at the younger grades, it gets where some don't speak very much English at all. My uh, my wife was reading books to some of the preschoolers and stuff, and some of them uh, had a hard time understanding. But at these, at the, you know, the upper high school levels, they're pretty, pretty proficient uh, at various levels there. But it is a British uh, school. And so they have A-levels and what have you. So they go by the British uh, school system. As you know, they used, uh, Myanmar used to be a uh, British colony for about 100 years, so about 1948. Another interesting thing is that George Orwell was in the British Army there, and that's where he wrote Burmese <laughs> Days. And uh, he hated Burma <laughs> because <laughs> it was so hot and humid and muggy and buggy, you know. And he didn't like what uh, the colonization was doing to the country. Yeah, let's talk just, just briefly about the country and the name switch from Burma to Myanmar and 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 just exactly what's what's going on with the changes there. Well, it's been very interesting. Uh, you know, they've uh, been a, in a military situation, a military government, especially since about 1962. But uh, originally, uh, Aung San was assassinated and. 1948, somewhere around there, right after the war, when the British were um, leaving and Aung San was leading and moving towards democracy, and the military assassinated him. And then uh, as the years went on, uh, they did actually have a vote where they wanted more democracy in the 60s, and there was a rebellion there of uh, when the military government said no, they cracked down. And really, it hasn't been that long since uh, they were still uh, putting down very harshly any anything that was anti-government or thought to be anti-government. Uh, you know, the freedom of the press, uh, students, 
what have you, were, uh, you know, shot and thrown into Inlay Lake. And that wasn't all that long ago. But uh, recently they've been moving towards, we're seeing that, you know, the economy is not doing great, uh, they, that they're falling behind as a world uh, in this globalization of the world. Uh, China has a huge influence. They're bordering to the northeast is China and uh, think they get more resources than they get, they get from China. And, uh, you know, the, the talons of uh, China, I guess, stretching down in or the tentacles into their country. And they've had issues with uh, uh, several of the ethnic groups. There's a lot of different ethnic groups. They're trying to make a country, a federal country, and a couple of groups do not want to have any federal control. They want their own culture and tribal system, and uh, that'd be the Karian and the uh, Kachin uh, tribes in the east and northeast. Um, some of those are Christian. Uh, they were uh, missionaries that had gone over there, the Baptist missionaries. They uh, converted to Christianity. And then in the west, in the Rakhine uh, in the west, where there's a lot of them Muslim because they border Bangladesh, and they are highly, oh, very discriminated against and persecuted over there. So they've had their issues. Uh, they are saying they're moving towards democracy. They just had their first free elections in 25 years uh, it, while we were there, which was very interesting. So uh, the free elections, uh, Aung San Suu Kyi, who is uh, Aung San's daughter, uh, is the head of the National League for Democracy, and her uh, party uh, won a supermajority there. So um, it's all, no one knows which way it's going to go. It's a very uh, complex, complex political situation that's going on. Uh, they are opening up more to the West and stuff to uh, bring businesses in, uh, to help their economy. And the cars, unbelievable, like in Yangon, the traffic, you just would not believe. Uh, they're bringing in, there's like 12,000 new cars per month on the roads of Yangon. So the traffic is getting uh, very, very bad yeah. <laughs> at this point. Well, hopefully they can get things uh, settled down a little bit so they can uh, get some ham radio going over there. That's that's uh, That would be good if uh, these uh, the school uh, can get their club station going and and start uh, addressing some of those uh, issues so they can uh, get some individuals on the air over there too yeah exactly and hopefully you know the way i see it is that you know get these get these kids through their merit badges and uh, where they are excited about this showing that they learning and work the relationships with the uh, people within the government the ministry of telecommunications and what have you and then uh, if they give approval for a club station, then I'm sure the hams around the world and the camaraderie I've seen, uh, we will be able to get equipment and get it over there and hopefully set up a station someday. Absolutely. I've I, uh, done a lot of that on this side, and, and uh, there's a lot of help out there, and I, I'm sure that uh, you'll be able to, to come up with that. Well, we're going to take our first break, um, and... My assistant tells me that we've had some dead air on the live stream feed, um, and <laughs> Skype's been playing with us tonight here. So um, I actually have uh, the Internet people coming out here in a few days to uh, to check some things over. Um, of course, every time we test it, everything works fine. 
but uh, if there's some dead air up there, we, we apologize for that. We are recording here, so as soon as the show is over, um, we will be able to uh, upload uh, the show in its entirety. So um, if you missed anything, uh, you will be able to, uh, to catch it on the replay. But I think everything is, is working fine at the moment. So uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll be back with more uh, with Tom Vinson, NY0V, right after this word from one of our sponsors, The Ham Station, right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1 800 729 4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Hamstation carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Hamstation, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Oh, yeah. You're talking ham radio, baby. You're listening to Ham Talk Live. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. Station for their continued support of the show. If you need some new or used equipment, be sure to give the Ham Station a call at 729 7343 or online at hamstation.com. Be sure to listen every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here on hamtalklive.com. Also, check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed to search for Ham Talk Live. Tom Vinson, NY0V, is our guest this evening. We're going to start taking some calls now, so feel free to give us a call. Uh, the best way to do that is with Skype. Give us an audio call on Skype at Ham Talk Live. Or if Skype isn't your thing, you can call us via telephone at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. So go ahead and, and give us a call. And um, while we're... Um, we're waiting for some calls to come in. Um, tell us, Tom, about the the future plans for the uh, the station. What you see is is going to be the the immediate next move here. Well, I think the you know the immediate the immediate is to get these kids uh, up to speed. Really, I think that's the priority to uh, get their merit badges and have a ceremony uh, where we're awarding these kids and have uh, some officials you know, coming around so they understand the school and then also meet the children that are, you know, these students that are actually um, getting, you know, educated in this technical electronics, you know, the technical side of the radio and communications and electronics and in electricity and see the benefits of educating along the lines of amateur radio and 
as we work those relationships, because relationships are extremely important in Southeast Asia, uh, building that trust, and then move along the lines of suggesting a club station at the school and uh, working a, a certificate of some kind of an agreement to have a station there and the boundaries of uh, spectrum, you know, what, you know, what they're going to allow as far as they, they may not allow CW, for instance, at first, uh, you know, maybe they have some fear of that or whatever, and they want plain voice. But uh, those kinds of things can be worked out with negotiations then with, uh, with the telecommunications ministry. And then uh, with that, you know, once we know that it's a go, um, then as far as getting equipment, you know, um, finding HF transceiver and putting up some antennas and all, it won't take much. And, uh, of course, the Myanmar is pretty rare. It's, uh, it's a rare country in the DXCC list. And so uh, that adds about, you know, 20 dB to their signal, no matter what power <laughs> they're running or antennas. <laughs> Definitely a 5.9. Uh, there's no doubt in that. Uh for Myanmar, right? Yep, exactly. Um, you know, the rarity, their signal strength goes up with the, with the rarity of it. Yeah. I can barely hear you, but you're still a 5'9". Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 very true. Uh, so uh, you did publish an article about this. Uh, other than that, this is kind of the first that, that people have heard about it, but... Um, Tell us a little bit about the, the articles and where to find those. Well, uh, both uh, TCDXA and the Twin City DX Association website has a newsletter, and the Eastern Iowa DX Association, I'm a member of both, and uh, it's up on their website for the newsletters. Um, I think TCDXA is a December newsletter. Maybe EIDXA might be the January newsletter. I'm not quite sure. But uh, so... If they want to read about it, see the pictures, they can uh, read what we've been talking about and see pictures of uh, Gokul and Anitha. And, you know, a small world is that um, I talked to uh, Gokul. I said, well, where are you from? And he goes, uh, Mangalore. I go, oh, really? Yeah, well, I know uh, Pi, V-U-2-P-A-I. Uh, I've talked to him on Mangalore. And he goes, oh, yeah, I know I know him well. I, I elmered him. And he said that uh, he was in my son's wedding. So... <laughs> Wow, <laughs> you know it's here we are meeting in Myanmar, and you know, here uh, you know all these connections come out. You know it's a small world it's in the amateur community. It is. We're standing by at eight one two NetTam one or Skype at Ham Talk Live. Give us a call if you have a question for Tom Vincent in Y zero V. Yeah, it, it's just a, a small world, and and what I've you know, I, I keep finding all these kinds of relationships, but but uh, to go all the way to Myanmar and and, and discover the connections, it's uh, it's just amazing. Uh, like you you said, the camaraderie and, and the uh, uh, connections that you make with with ham radio operators is is just unlike anything else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I uh, I've traveled. I still uh, in my retirement, I teach courses for uh, Rockwell Collins and. Uh, around the world off sites and uh, I was going to Singapore for Asia Pacific and I know uh, James Brooks 9V1YC at least through the air but I ne had never met him and since I was going to be over there I emailed him and said hey would you like to get together and he said sure 
and uh, he gave me, you know, where his house was, his apartment house, his residence house in Singapore. And so uh, I went over there and, uh, you know, I operated his station a little bit, talked to him, get to see what his, you know, his life is like there and what he's doing with his video business. He has a video business called 9V Video. And um, and then he says, whoa, uh, V7, V7DX, uh, Neil is in town also doing work. He says, why don't we go out to dinner? So here, you know, three hams from basically three different countries uh, just happen to meet together. You, have, you know, and we here we go out to eat uh, some Chinese. You know, what other hobby can allow you to do something like that? And I found that all over. Uh, you meet amateurs worldwide, and there's just an immediate bond and camaraderie uh, once you find out your fellow hams. Yeah, and, and, you know, it seems like you just kind of build an instant trust with people because, you know, you know, they're hams, <laughs> you, you know, um, a little bit of what they're about and, and they're going to, you know, care about other people and, and um, the connections that I've been able to, to make for some of my students even in the ham radio world has just been fabulous and, and has led to um, all kinds of opportunities and and so uh, it's a great community out there, and that's one of the things that we want to try to showcase here on the show is um, all the people that are involved in all this and that uh, will actually, um, actually, um, oh, I'm getting a, a mention here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, create all kinds of opportunities for people and, um, it's just been been fabulous uh, at, at where some of these kids have gone um, in my program um, just from, you know, meeting this, meeting that, this award, that award, and one thing leads to another and leads to another and leads to another, and, and all of a sudden, um, you know, they're, they're graduated and they're off doing great things. Yeah, and we hope that same thing for these uh, children from Myanmar, these students, you know, juniors, sophomore, junior, seniors over there. So hopefully uh, we're creating something a little bigger than just uh, Radio Merit Badge there. Absolutely, but it's uh, it's a great place to start. You have, uh, you know, a set curriculum there. You have the materials over there now, and uh, and so that's a great thing that you did to, uh, to help all those uh, children and learn about ham radio and and uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the thing that uh, that revives ham radio in Myanmar. Well, that's certainly the vision for it. So, uh, hope we can get it carried out here. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Tom, for sharing your story uh, with us and our listeners here. And um, thanks again for all you do um, to help those kids over there. Uh, and we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. Oh, sure. It's uh, it's a good thing to get the word out there, and hopefully it's an encouragement to you know other radio amateurs out there. So glad to do it. Well, thank you very much. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go here in just a moment. Uh, we're gonna take our uh, second break, and we're gonna come back and talk to our logo contest winner. Um, so we will announce that and uh, wrap things up here a little bit, and uh, I'll try to clear my throat out again. Uh, <laughs> this uh, 
illness has kind of messed up my voice, so uh, I don't have my usual my usual radio voice uh, tonight. So um, appreciate everybody uh, bearing with us on that. So thank you, Tom, and uh, we'll take our final break, but we'll be back in just a minute uh, with our logo contest winner right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest, but you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. CQ, CQ, CQ. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. And welcome back to Ham Talk Live. We'd like to thank Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show. Scott and Jill are back on the HamFest circuit. So see them at a HamFest near you or order online at pl-259.com. Well, it's our final segment this evening, and I'd like to introduce our logo contest winner to you. It is Nick Bauer, KC9GZY. Now, I I should mention for full disclosure here, Nick is one of my former high school students and former president of the Bloomington High School South Amateur Radio Club. He is now an accountant with Cook Medical Group here in Bloomington and will be moving into the marketing division soon. He holds a general class license and became a ham in 2005. He attended Indiana University's prestigious Kelly School of Business and earned several ham radio scholarships, including ones from Quarter Century Wireless Association, the Northern California DX Foundation, and the Dayton Amateur Radio Association. Nick is active in the Argus K9 Search and Rescue Group, and he was integral in building the high school club after... Uh, We had graduated almost the entire group uh, at once, and uh, he was integral in bringing people into the club and and keeping things going at a critical time. And Nick's logo was the favorite with our contest judges, so you will see his logo on all of our materials soon. So congratulations, Nick, and thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I I hope the gift baskets I sent to the studio didn't violate contest rules. (laughs) Those those didn't show up. What what gift uh, baskets? I didn't uh, see any gift baskets. I'm, but, I'm glad to know that I uh, I didn't win because I bribed the judges. Then, uh, so thanks for having me on. I I've been enjoying the show and I, I appreciate everything that you've done for me in amateur radio, getting me started in 2005, teaching me Morse code and encouraging me to keep going. Yeah, Nick was one of those that wanted to do Morse code. And, and we still have some of those that, that want to do Morse code, but 
But that was one of the things Nick asked for was, hey, can you teach me how, how to do code? And, and so we did it. And I actually passed the general class license with code the final weekend before they phased it out, or the final month before they phased it out. I took the last test I could and still passed the code, which I was proud of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember that. You were, got to get this done before they they quit. And um, I kind of did the same thing with the 20 words a minute. It was, well, the clock is ticking, uh, <laughs> so you better get it. But, uh, yeah, that's that's great. And, and thanks, uh, too, uh, again, full disclosure here, uh, but honestly, there was, there was no favoritism involved. Uh, but, uh, Nick is, uh, also, uh, doing our social media during the show and he's also, um, working with me on this, uh, Skype thing. And, uh, we had this wonderful plan, um, of, of having everybody Skype you and then Skype it all over to me and it sounded great. And, and so we tested it twice. It worked great. Everything was perfectly fine. And then last week and this week, we've yeah. had problems. So we're, we're over two on air. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I'm, like I said, I've, I called the um, the uh, internet provider and gave them a piece of my mind, and and they they did raise my speed. They 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 have uh, raised the speed way up. I've got plenty of speed, but. I don't know where the problem is. I, I think it's it's cutting out sometimes, and I think that's causing our, our issues. So um, I, I was in the middle of all the conversation, so um, you said we had some, some dead air issues on the live stream early on? Yes, I was listening, and it was having some pauses, some dead air as we were going along, and it, it wasn't – it didn't sound like it was – too slow or garbling it was just dropping off so uh, but it picked up towards the end here and has been sounding fine for the second half of the show well good well uh as i said uh i i always save it to the, the desktop here so um that way we can upload that at uh, the end of the show to make sure that uh that we have the uh the full audio there for the replay um so hopefully we can get some of you to to give us a call, uh, we'd like to, to really start taking some calls um, for our guests. And uh, again, eventually, I'd, I'd like to get to where we just do the whole show with nothing but calls. Uh, that we just throw out a topic and uh, throw it out there and, and see what everybody thinks about it. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of people have been listening to the, the replay. We've been very happy with the numbers so far on that but uh, the live numbers have been kind of low so um you know give us some feedback on on our facebook page and on twitter and uh and let us know uh what you think and let us know um about the uh the live thing and what you think about that and and maybe we'll keep it you know to interviews uh we've got some some great interviews uh lined up um in fact uh, next week Bob Alfin, which uh, Tom mentioned, uh, Bob, uh, K4UEE, he's the mastermind behind these big de-expeditions. Oh, excuse me, I had to cough there. 
and uh, he's going to be on next week to talk about how he pulls all this stuff off, and um, it's just fascinating. Hey, we had a, a post on Facebook from a listener saying they just found the program tonight and they're enjoying it uh, by the name of Jerry. So I just thought I'd uh, give a little shout out to Jerry. Oh, great. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear some feedback. We haven't uh, heard a whole lot yet uh, from all of you out there. So let us know uh, Let us know what uh, we're doing right and what we're doing wrong and what you'd like to hear and uh, um, if there's some, some ways that we can... Get some live calls in here. That's uh, that's one of the big goals of the show. So we'd like to, to see that happen. But uh, we've been pretty happy with the numbers so far. Uh, the response has been pretty good. Okay, so uh, Nick, this uh, logo, uh, we'll be putting that out soon. And uh, like the uh, the design, we're gonna we're gonna fine-tune it a little bit and then we'll we'll have that up so thank you so much for uh, submitting your entry and uh, that'll go on for a long time to come you're welcome thanks for having me on the show tonight all right that's nick bauer kc9gzy our logo contest winner and also our uh, our tech assistance guy so uh, thanks for all the help well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Tom Vinson, NY0V, and Nick, uh, KC9GZY, and all the callers and listeners out there in cyberspace. And, and again, uh, invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when my guest will be Bob Alfin, K4UEE. Bob is the mastermind behind some of those top 10 D-Expeditions. And uh, he'll share with us how it's done. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit amtalklive.com and click on the link. So for now, with Tom Vincent, NY0V, and Nick Power, KC9GZY, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Thank you.